I think that it's a future for digitalization in the Czech Republic to use this kind of advanced technologies, which we are able to not build, but use from the public cloud providers. Welcome to the next episode of Cloud Do You Do, the podcast that is focused on real-life benefits of cloud technologies. The podcast is delivered to you by Revoji, and I'm Maciej Bacha. And I am Eva Kashikova. And we are very pleased to welcome Jiri Krula and Tomasz Szymeczek from SPCSS, the State Treasury Shared Services Center, as in Czech translated Státní pokladna Centrum Zdílených Služeb. Hello, gentlemen, and thank you for joining us today. Hi. Hello, it's a pleasure. This episode is very special for us because you are the first guests from state-owned company that we are recording with, which is great and we are very excited about it. To start off, can you please give us a brief description of your position, daily work and professional background? Let's start with you, Yiri. Uh So my beginning is uh, in position of system administrator and uh, through Chief Information Security Officer and Chief Operation Officer, uh, now on the position of uh, Chief Technology Officer and CPSS. Yeah, and uh, my position is team lead of uh, Unix services uh, in uh, SPCSS. And my responsibility is also uh, Google Cloud, uh, which is why am I probably invited into this podcast. Not only, but thank you a lot and thank you for introduction. Okay, so my question will be, uh, can you give us an idea, Jirko, uh, what is the main responsibility of SPCSS? Uh, we are short center. Uh, the goal is built to uh, maintain your competency in information technologies and cybersecurity. For Minister of Finance, which is our founder, our primary consumers are Minister of Finance, Custom Office, Tax Office, and not just that, also Minister of Justice and Minister of Interior. The, our biggest product or biggest service is uh, operation of uh, straight treasury. It's information systems uh, which is responsible for uh, preparing and maintaining uh, the uh, state uh, budget, state budget system. And uh, because it was uh, on the on the on the beginning of our company, our founder gave us this name. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So a question, question for you, Tomashi. What is it like to work in a, in a state-owned company in the IT industry? It's a very interesting idea. On, uh, on uh, one side, I try to not to think of uh, our company as a state company. I, I try to think that I'm just in an IT company. That, that's it. That's my main, main approach. The true answer uh, is probably that it's a bit more difficult uh, than in, uh, in uh, let's say, a private-owned uh, company or corporates. Uh, we try to deliver a professional service, highly resilient service, and we try to keep our, our uh, customers happy, just as uh, any other company. On the uh, other side, our uh, rules of the game are much more difficult than private companies. We are doing things not only which we want to do, but which we also must do uh, because of things like uh, cybersecurity law and things like uh, public procurement. We can just uh, buy whatever we want. We, we must go through, through public tenders. So that uh, kind of uh, complicates our life. 
and despite that uh, we want to operate uh, professionally and, and uh, responsibly thank you and by that experience uh, would you recommend uh, to it uh, folks to, to join fpc ss and if so maybe why uh, yeah, def definitely. Yeah, uh, if he wants to work in, uh, let's say, a friendly atmosphere, if he wants to have a feeling that you uh, do something that matters, if he wants to have a feeling that you do something that's uh, visible, because uh, you're participating on on uh, uh, highly visible services, or let's say on a services where if you do a mistake, it's uh, quite likely that you'll be on the news the day after because some uh, important uh, state portal didn't work as, ex as expected, then yeah, let's join us. Yeah, thank you. And maybe a question for you. Do you have any, any background checks for, for the people who want to join SPC? Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, personal security is important for us, but uh, doesn't mean that uh, a foreigner can work for us. Uh, the several colleagues are foreigners. We have uh, people from Israel, Ukraine, Slovaks, but uh, yeah, it's true for some uh, some uh, position uh, we we have a higher demands uh, because if usually you work with classified information, part of our information is uh, classified. But the main focus is on on the professional knowledge and personal integrity. Maybe just a follow up question: Do you have any any special measures uh, that, that you try to prevent, let's say data leaks or anything uh, like that? Uh, you mean uh, from technology point uh, or personal information? Which whichever is more interesting for you to share, or maybe maybe we can share both uh, if it's if it's possible. From personal security, as I mentioned, we focus for the personal integrity. So it's a main part of the security to prevent uh, leaks of, of government data. From the technology point of view. We strongly focus for uh, cybersecurity around local uh, legislation and the local cybersecurity office, uh, which, mean we, which means that we focus the uh, norms around ISO 27 uh, family and 20 family. We have a strong cybersecurity department. I think that we are the biggest cybersecurity department in the government maybe bigger than the local cybersecurity office. Um, so I think. Thank you. Thank you. So so I assume that, uh, as, as you mentioned, you follow all the necessary certifications and rules and permissions to in order to, to prevent uh, any Absolutely. leaks. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And maybe one more question to Tomáš. Uh, I would ask you if your IT professionals have some dedicated time for learning, because uh, as Iri mentioned, you are very focused on like a professional uh, part of the of the job. Mm, yeah, here I can speak about uh, my team mainly because uh, I don't have uh, too much visibility into into others. Uh, fortunately, within my team, there are highly exp experienced people. Uh, in a way, they did not really need too long onboarding time in terms of uh, in terms of studying something technical because they came uh, already prepared. But uh, when I when I, when I think uh, of joining some some uh, other people in the future, I think of uh, junior positions also. And uh, in case I I get a junior in, into my team. Definitely, it, it won't be in a way like you are here first day, uh, let's do this technically and uh, I expect to see the result. 
it's uh, usually in a way like uh, okay you're you're new so just uh, sit here and uh, watch what 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 uh, happens around you uh, if there is some easy task uh, it it'll be your uh, here are some people who, who can help you and, uh, and uh, not too much stress you know and that there is always someone whom they can ask uh, who will share the knowledge share the experience and uh, it's not uh, only about technicalities it's also about our our uh, environment uh, which is uh, quite complex quite big and it takes time uh, not only to get to to things uh, technically but uh, also to get oriented like uh, what is what what is where and uh, and with whom to talk about what and stuff like this so uh, there is always a, a lot of people around you who can help uh, and to whom you can ask for for help and uh, they won't say no mm -hmm. yeah perfect i understand what i also meant is that i see from our cooperation that your people are really working on themselves like on cloud certifications and so on so yeah i can only echo what you are saying that business right i can say that we have a large budget for training and development compared to commercial companies mm -hmm. yeah thank you for the answer and i have a question for Yiri now if we can move on a little bit to technical and security part uh, can you share with our listeners some details about the level of security in place to ensure data security for the entire country i know it's a tricky one, but we are all interested in this topic. Uh, okay. Uh, as I mentioned, we are shared center for the Ministry of Finance, and we focus to to critical information infrastructure of Czech Republic, uh, which means that the security is defined by the local legislation for critical infrastructure based on uh, uh, normative or ISO twenty seven. Uh, thousand and twenty thousand standards for me. Now we operate two data centers uh, in area of Big Prague uh, and two public uh, cloud providers. Which one of them is Google? And uh, because because uh, we are on the public procurement law, we uh, focus to some kind of multi-cloud and dual venture strategy. So public cloud we use for the increasing of our security. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I think we will cover a cloud topic in another part of our podcast. So we will come back to, to this topic and uh, maybe to the general technology, what, what you are using. So I would ask Tomáš, uh, what is the common technology stack you work with on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, our main platform as a Unix team is uh, is uh, IBM Power Platform, which is an enterprise Unix platform. On that, uh, we are running AIXs and uh, Linux for Power operating system. And uh, this is the platform where our critical services are running, like the the our let's say uh, main main application, the state treasury one, and also others. Uh, other than that, uh, we have the usual uh, VMware. Uh, VMware platform and uh, infrastructure where we have uh, hundreds of small uh, Linux services. And other than that, we are also uh, in cloud, as you know. So uh, for, for my team, that's uh, also Google Cloud. If I uh, look 
like uh, like beyond this, uh, outside my team, uh, we also operate uh, Azure Stack and Azure Cloud environment, uh, where we also host some uh, Linuxes, uh, which are under my service. So that's the, these are our uh, main platforms. I will add for maybe platforms on the seas. So as uh, Tomáš mentioned, we use uh, Azure Stack, which varies. Azure Kubernetes services. Now we are in some kind of proof of concept for OpenShift uh, platform and small part historically we use uh, Docker Swarm. Yeah, uh, that's the area where, where we are moving from the, um, let's say, traditional uh, infrastructure consisting just of uh, operating systems and applications into more more uh, containerized world, just as uh, any other company. Yeah. Uh, it perfectly makes sense. And another question for Tomáš is, what is a key part of your infrastructure or what is the most demanding part of your daily work? If it's maybe managing the data center itself or operations, for example. Mm. Well, uh, so the, the biggest part, uh, as I mentioned, uh, that's the, that's the uh, critical part of our infrastructure, the IBM Power Platform. On the other hand, it's uh, pretty stabilized because uh, I have uh, I have uh, members of my team who, who are quite skilled in that area, so we don't face too many too many issues there, and our our main services are running uh, as uh, as expected and uh, without big interruptions or without big big problems. So uh, uh, that's not the demanding part, uh, let's say. What's uh, what's uh, most challenging is uh, always uh, adoption of uh, of uh, new technologies, as always. So uh, these are things like uh, Kubernetes and uh, OpenShift, as as you just mentioned. I mean the the uh, changing uh, changing mindset from the uh, traditional IT to this uh, new new uh, application driven uh, or containers driven world is uh, something that takes time and uh, takes effort and uh, it uh, needs a uh, change of mindset uh, not only of uh, administrators but uh, the, the whole company you know uh, when you are uh, running applications in in uh, containers uh, you completely change your responsibilities of uh, teams uh, around you it, it's not that, that uh, just uh, the hardware part, uh, operating system part, application part, database part, uh, as uh, traditionally, but now you need to think of things like uh, who is running the platform, or the the Kubernetes stuff, the OpenShift stuff. How do you how do you allow your application guys to uh, change uh, the containers uh, themselves? Uh, so I think uh, our company is uh, now uh, is now adapting this uh, new ways of working, and uh, it's the challenging and uh, demanding part uh, from from my perspective. We are not uh, yet uh, very hard with this. Uh, we are, uh, from my perspective, still on the beginning, but I can see it's uh, pushing on us, and, and it's a, a real challenge. Maybe a follow-up uh, question on this regarding OpenShift, because I know that some state-owned companies or like public sector companies are afraid about open source uh, platforms because of the responsibilities that it's not really clear what you are responsible for and what is the provider responsible for because the provider is like open source, let's say. Uh, how do you handle it or what's your view on this? We are definitely not afraid of uh, open source. We are a highly, highly open source company. 
firstly, uh, me as a leader of uh, Unix, uh, I am uh, open source technologies on a daily basis uh, in the form of Linux. So that's absolutely fine with us. Uh, so that's not what we are afraid of. Uh, what we may be afraid of or might be afraid of is uh, adapting things too quickly in, uh, let's say, too early. We uh, we are trying uh, to avoid putting uh, things uh, in version like uh, 1.2 into production. So uh, that's why we are looking at uh, more uh, stabilized technologies such as OpenShift or, or Kubernetes, which are there on, on the market or, or in, in production for uh, for some years. And it's uh, very likely that the initial bugs are not already in place and that uh, things will be working as expected. I would add uh, that, uh, yes, we are open source company, but due to security reason and uh, security of supply chain, we every technology we bought the L3 support from vendors. So if we use some kind of uh, open source technology, we always uh, use uh, support from the some kind of vendor, especially in uh, era that uh, Tomas mentions that everything in Linux uh, sources uh, supported by Red Hat to secure our supply chain, especially in those in the time of SolarWinds and this kind of attacks. And definitely if we use some another, another open source technology, we always try to use uh, supported version. Yeah. We are critical information uh, infrastructure, so it's uh, by the rule, not just for the or risk approach, but by the rule. Uh, sometimes uh, we need to explain this to public or to uh, companies who bring uh, applications to us to uh, make them running for, for our customers. They are asking questions like, uh, why can't we use Debian? Why can't we use Ubuntu? Why can't we use uh, CentOS? And uh, this is uh, usually our main answer that uh, we want to use only product uh, which we have uh, commercially supported and uh, where, is, where there is some uh, guarantee that uh, security defects will be fixed uh, not only that these will be fixed but uh, that uh, there, there is a there is a clear clear trail or audit trail uh, how these were fixed and in which version and uh, we can prove that yeah uh, we are we have already mitigated uh, risk of having this defect in our infrastructure so uh, that's why we uh, go commercial way in case of linuxes but that doesn't mean that it's not open source it is open source Based on what you said, uh, it's, it's clear to me that uh, the leaning towards cloud was a, was a good decision, but also I can imagine it was very, very hard uh, in the beginning to, let's say, get this decision done. And maybe question question for you, Eiji, uh, where, is, where is this initiative uh, came from? Like, uh, was it on a, on, a, on a company level or uh, was the decision based on uh, Ministry of Finance that you, that you fall under uh, to, to move towards these new technologies? The decision was made to the security reason a few years ago, six, I think, six years ago, I think, uh, because we tried to mitigate some kind of risk uh, for some kind of services that we operated in this time. We choose uh, public cloud to mitigate some risk about an increased resiliency, some part of uh, information part of the systems. It was uh, it was time when uh, local fiscalization system began uh, because uh, we operate part part responsible for fiscalization, uh, but uh, information uh, portals were in uh, 
infrastructure of our customer. And these uh, portal were uh, under the continuously uh, distributed denial of service attacks. So uh, to prevent this kind of events and uh, increase resiliency, uh, we moved this, this part to the public cloud. And it was the first decision to use public cloud for our, for our services. After that, we operate the, uh, the system for uh, census uh, in the Czech Republic uh, two years ago, uh, which was built as a, a hybrid infrastructure, uh, public cloud and private, uh, private or private data centers to store the, the critical information data about citizens. And we usually go through the, this kind of risk approach to use public cloud services when, we, when it uh, is uh, use, useful for the security and, and for the uh, cost optimization. Uh, so this is our strategy and the, the decision was on the board, I think. And maybe if you, question for both of you, maybe if you look back after these almost six years, did you like slow starts, uh, slowly start using a cloud. Uh, how how is going? Like, how do you feel about it? Would you ever like change the decision, or was it was it the right thing to do regarding the security and the cost of, uh, measures? I think we know uh, we never regret this this decision. Yeah, uh, we have problem with uh, local legislation, but or usually with Europe legislation. Especially with uh, with problems with Cloud Act and these these kind of things, not always is uh, possible to use uh, cloud services, even if it's a good decision through the cost optimization to the, the data resiliency and these kind of things. But uh, we never regret that, as I said, and I uh, in our future strategy is uh, using uh, public cloud services more uh, goes to the dual vendor or multi cloud strategy, if I mention. Now we operate public cloud infrastructure in two from hyperscalers. Uh, we are prepared to, to use all three hyperscalers, but always we, uh, we, we will have to uh, operate uh, some private cloud, uh, private cloud infrastructure. Uh, we prepare it for the operating the uh, local government cloud, which it's the main goal for us to prepare services for the private a government cloud, uh, but be very closely with uh, public cloud services and some kind of hybrid mode. Uh, I will add to it so like uh, my my thinking or, or my team's approach. Uh, when we think about cloud uh, or putting things into cloud, the thinking is always like, uh, does it bring us some advantage? like uh, like uh, benefiting from uh, from the advanced technologies which are there in, in the cloud and uh, is the uh, is that a good application to put uh, into cloud um, uh, in terms of uh, data our current strategy is that uh, what we are putting to cloud is uh, like uh, web-based systems uh, which means systems which are either uh, talking to internet directly or, or which are being uh, visited from from internet and secondly uh, systems which do not uh, hold uh, sensitive uh, or personal data or our customers uh, sensitive uh, data 
which, which means that uh, what we are putting there is uh, mainly mainly uh, web front ends or uh, or uh, some uh, some uh, containers which are processing data but not storing them or uh, applications which are uh, open database yes, that, that uh, there is some database but uh, this uh, database is holding mainly mainly uh, open data uh, or public data system which are easily uh, reconstructable from something that uh, we are we are running on prem on premise we are still running most of the systems on, on our on premise infrastructure and we choose very carefully what to put uh, into cloud and where and uh, how that's mostly bring us to our next point and my next question is that we recently uh, done a work together with revolji uh, it was a migration of uh, one of the applications to Google Cloud. And I would like to ask you, what did you actually migrate it? And what was the process? Uh, maybe if you have any any positive and negative things that mm. you can mention regarding this migration itself. Yeah, uh, that was our first experience with cloud. So it uh, took us some time to do that. We uh, used uh, uh, great assistance from Revolji who, who guided us through the initial cloud setups and uh, things like this. And uh, the application is a good example of what uh, I have just mentioned, which means uh, it's a web application, which means a system running in, in internet, and it's a open data system, which means uh, uh, the core data is running on our on-premise and just extracts which are meant to be published into internet are sitting in cloud. Uh, if you ask me, like, uh, what is what is the experience, or what uh, was the experience, and uh, what we have learned, um, there is uh, so much of it. So I'll try to uh, not to speak too long now. Uh, what where we did uh, some mistakes, or we where we did not things right, is uh, probably a great example of our mistakes, which are most companies uh, doing when they are migrating to cloud. They are uh, thinking uh, about cloud as uh, about uh, just another virtualization. Uh, they are migrating like one to one. They have something running on, on the VMware, so they take it as it is and put it to cloud. If they do that, uh, they are they are like uh, wasting uh, so many so many advantages of cloud, and we did the same mistake basically. Uh, not because we wanted to, but because uh, we were uh, we were told to do so. The uh, customer came to us uh, saying like, "Hey, uh, uh, we want you to run some infrastructure for us, and we want you to host this application on your infrastructure." And uh, we said, okay, that's not a problem. We can do it. How about if we if we put it to cloud because it uh, makes sense? Yeah, it's it's open data. There is no big security risk. So let's put it to cloud. And they said, yes, okay, fine. But uh, the, uh, the here is the contract which is saying that uh, that uh, this virtual machine needs to run on uh, that many CPUs, uh, that much memory, that big disk space. Uh, put it one to one to cloud. Okay, we did it, but uh, but um, it means uh, it means let uh, uh, ex exactly the, the the mistakes that, that companies are doing. Uh, it gets expensive. 
Yeah. Uh, if uh, if we, we had a time and uh, and uh, we were in direct contact with developers of the application, we would tell them, okay, please develop the application to be cloud ready, which means probably operating systems are not needed. Why do we put them there? Uh, let's put it to containers. Uh, there is a database. Okay, uh, why don't we use a managed instance? Uh, why do we have uh, Linux for 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 the, for the database backend? Also, it, it's 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 not needed. Uh, why do you think in, in why do you think in conservative building blocks like uh, I don't know two, two CPUs for four gigabytes of memory memory that's that's unnecessary. Uh, the, 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 uh, if 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 if, uh, if if you do it that way, you you pay you pay a huge money for for custom based uh, virtual machine instance. If we use some predefined, uh, it will be much more cheaper. So that's our uh, probably. Uh, all, all the mistakes which uh, most of the companies uh, is doing if they migrate to cloud uh, in a similar fashion they were running their, their systems uh, on premise so um, that's a huge experience which we learned from that first application and uh, which we tried to avoid on uh, on uh, future deployments and we will definitely trying uh, trying to avoid uh, in our future deployment uh we have some some uh, projects to migrate to cloud later and uh, uh, we do it uh, we, we want to do it definitely the uh, modern approach way so uh well but on the other hand uh, uh, most of the decisions that we do are not our own decision uh, we have our customers our customers have their existing contracts we are here to serve them uh, we are here to uh, around the uh, infrastructure as, as they tell us as they tell us or, or based on what they order from us and um, here we are different from your usual podcast guests i think yeah i, I think most of your usual guests are companies which are uh, running their own product in cloud or they are developing uh, their uh, own product in cloud so all the decisions they do are probably their decisions uh, we are in much more complicated position that uh, we are here for our customers. Uh, we uh, run for them what they want us to run. And uh, we have very uh, limited uh, approach of, uh, of uh, influencing uh, uh, applications that, that are coming to us. And uh, so it's always uh, the, the thinking we need to do is, uh, does it um, make sense to put this application to cloud? Yes or no? uh sometimes we need to say no although we would like to say yes uh, simply because the application is uh, running in a shape uh, when it's uh, not cloud ready or it could be put to cloud but uh, nobody would really benefit from them probably except google uh, who would get a lot of money from us but uh, that's not uh, what we want to do so based on what you said i'm, I'm not sure at the moment if i understand correctly but uh to to what uh, extension basically you have let's say right or uh, vote to say if the application of the customer should be uh, running in a cloud or in some other solution is it is it the customer decision uh, 100% or is it like a mutual decision that you recommend uh, some solution customer can decide mm, it 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 can never be just our decision if it is uh, 
customers' application. Yeah. So uh, we are here for our customers, which, uh, as uh, Iri already mentioned, it's uh, Ministry of Finance, uh, Central Tax Office, and uh, Customs. And uh, these uh, these customers are, uh, as you naturally understand, uh, quite sensitive about uh, how we handle their data, the data, because uh, because uh, they are not um, uh, private companies. They are they are they are uh, offices. So um, it can never be just our our uh, decision. Uh, we always need to ask uh, whether it's a good idea for them to put it into cloud. But uh, as I just mentioned, so mentioned uh, the problem is that uh, this decision is uh, usually in the end. It would be great if uh, we were in a situation that, uh, like, okay, in two years' time there will be application. Uh, developers are just starting to work on that, and it will be developed as cloud ready. But uh, that's not a real world scenario, unfortunately. Understand, understand. I, I have a few customers that basically during the migration to the cloud, they were rewriting the applications mm. and it's very time consuming and also uh, it's not cheap. So I understand. Uh, and if if there is already two years in production of some application that wasn't built for cloud, that's, that's sad that you handed that application at the end of this process. Yeah. But time is changing. Uh... Currently, we discuss with our customers to be mandatory prepare application for the cloud uh, in, in of the beginning of a public procurement. That's that's good. Yeah, I think it's a journey simply. So yeah, it has some development. Uh, Tomas, you were talking about some challenges uh, you were facing with the cloud migration, but I also know that there was a huge um, how to say, not a discovery, but you were really like happy with infrastructure as a code tools uh, that it brought you a lot of benefits. If I understood it correctly, if you can share something about this topic with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, was one of the experiences which we did uh, when uh, putting the uh, first application to cloud. It was a lot of clicking. Yeah, uh, as I said, uh, these were mostly virtual machines uh, built in cloud, and uh, and then some uh, application installed into the virtual machines, and uh, there are many virtual machines, uh, which means uh, a lot of clicking if you if you do it the the conservative way. So uh, when we we are going into our second project, we decided to use uh, infrastructure as a code, uh, specifically uh, Terraform. And uh, it really made the difference. Yeah. Of course, uh, initially you spent a lot of time uh, learning how Terraform works, but uh, once you get into it, and uh, once you write your your first configuration file for for, for Terraform, uh, then uh, then uh, it, it it is really the the, the things that uh, make the makes the difference because then you just you just run it, uh, it works, it's built within uh, within seconds or minutes. And it's highly reusable, uh, which means that if your next project is uh, very similar to the to the uh, existing one, uh, you will be uh, able to deploy it very very quickly uh, without uh, unnecessary manual work and, uh, and uh, tedious uh, tedious uh, stuff, uh, spending time clicking between uh, various uh, web screens. So yeah, that was definitely the lessons learned uh, from uh, from our first project, and uh, I don't think. We will ever uh, do some uh, other uh, cloud project uh, manual way. Uh, it will be always infrastructure as a code. And maybe 
because you like touched the theme already that you have some plans with the cloud for the future if there is something you can share with us because i understand not all projects uh, you can share uh, i will try so Jiří, please kick me if i speak too much uh, stop me uh, so uh, one of the other things we want to do with cloud is uh, part of uh, hazard regulation uh, system, uh, which is uh, containerized. So uh, at, at the moment, it's running on our on-premise infrastructure in uh, Docker containers. So it's managed by Docker Swarm. And uh, as our uh, uh, proof of concept, uh, we will try to try to migrate it into cloud, into uh, OpenShift. Uh, just to see uh, whether whether uh, OpenShift is uh, the uh, right platform for us to to keep using it in in, in the future, and uh, whether it's a good idea or it's not good idea to uh, to run OpenShift in cloud. So uh, that's uh, probably something uh, we're going to work on uh, next uh, year. It uh, it will be also time time consuming and uh, a bit uh, demanding because uh, it will require some. Uh, rewriting in the container logic itself but uh, the initial initial analysis which uh, we've done uh, shows that uh, it's feasible and it could make sense for us again it's uh, something that uh, that uh, matches our uh, cloud strategy because uh, it's a system where we do not store the data data is just uh, flowing through the containers into our backend system on premise so uh, that's something that uh, matches our uh, ways of working and uh, cloud thinking. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, I don't know, Yuri, if you now have something, what you would like to add to to this topic or? Uh, I think uh, generally in the future we plan to use uh, public cloud services uh, in a higher quality. Uh, in a system like anti-fraud detection uh, machine learning and this kind of things so we discuss with uh, with, uh, with our partners uh, how we are we will able to incorporate it, these uh, these systems to our systems or in the system of our customers but uh, we will have a big challenge with uh, european legislation law especially and as i as i mentioned uh, cloud act and these kind of things which is uh, maybe against using this kind of data, uh, as Tomáš mentioned, uh, our customers are uh, strongly uh, focused on, on the, how we handle it with the uh, data. But I think that it's a future uh, for digitalization in the Czech Republic to use this kind of uh, advanced technologies, uh, which we are able to not build, but use from the public public cloud providers. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So I don't know if anyone has any follow up question or if is there is anything you would like to add to this topic or mention. Mm, if uh, I may use the opportunity and mention someone, uh, please uh, check out our website. Firstly, it's it's running in cloud, and secondly, uh, there is a, a lot of career opportunities in our hiring section. So uh, take a look on the positions which we are offering. Uh, these are uh, often quite uh, technical positions and interesting positions. So you, you'll have opportunity to work with great technologies. 
uh, that's kind of a, one of our one of our challenges or pains that uh, that um, um, quite often uh, people do not uh, find our our company too attractive in a way like okay it's state owned we don't really know what uh, státní pokladna centrum sdílených služeb means it doesn't sound too sexy so uh, it's uh, quite uh, quite uh, difficult for us to get uh, good candidates although although uh, we are uh, we are paid uh, commercially or nearly commercially so uh, yeah if you want to uh, take a look uh, at, uh, at the, the positions, positions we are offering and uh, send us your cvs uh, i would add not just uh, technologies position that uh, cyber security too i'm really looking for uh, security specialist yeah, and I think we've mentioned a lot of reasons why the people should should join uh, state the state treasury now and uh, your team because it's very professional and working with the like the most modern technologies. And uh, now, if you if you let me, I would like to continue with the next part of our podcast, which is kind of a tradition here, and we call it like a game part. Uh, when you try to imagine that I am five years old and you have to explain to me following terms really, really easily. Uh, so the first one I would ask um, both of you or who wants to who wants to respond. Uh, how would you define the state data center? For me, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe as a military bunker. <laughs> I would say I would say it's a, it's a big building with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, noisy boxes uh, with a lot of uh, lights blinking in uh, many many different colors and uh, a lot of uh, wires leading out from them and into them and uh, you could have a lot of fun going into the data center and uh, start uh, pulling the cables in or out. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Thanks a lot. And uh, another one. Uh, we've talked about it a lot uh, about security and regarding clouds or cl uh, so sorry cloud security hmm, cloud security so um, imagine uh, yourself sitting on a cloud with uh, a lot of uh, bad guys trying to reach you and uh, you holding the stick banging their heads with the stick oh, that's that's a cloud security for me no it's it's uh, let's put it into into more more serious way uh, imagine yourself uh, watching your favorite uh, fairy tale or on your tablet and uh, suddenly someone stealing the fairy tale from your tablet and replacing it with something uh, else like uh, totally boring for example a football match or something so that's the that's the cloud security yeah? you need to protect whatever is there in, in your devices thanks yeah that's really cool explanation maybe maybe I... for, maybe for me uh, more uh mention police work policeman just a policeman someone who uh mention your security and you didn't see it yeah and we have uh, another part of the game on another term which is hacker so if you can try to explain to five-year-old uh what uh or who is hacker yeah, it's related to the cloud security, I think. It's the bad guy who is trying to steal content from your devices. So, so uh, 
whatever you like on TV or in computer or, or on the tablet, you, you need to, to protect it from the hackers who are trying to take it away. And uh, is the thief who is stealing uh, online content from you. Yeah, would you would you call a hacker like in 100 cases he is really your enemy or can can his behavior have also yeah 100%, have benefit? No, 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 no. I I don't believe in ethical hackers. Hacker is a hundred percent bad guy, and and we don't like hackers. We definitely don't like don't like hackers. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm old, I'm older than Tomas, so for me, is hacker someone who uh, who is skilled engineering. I, I I call the bad bad actors as more than characters and this kind of thing. For me, is hacker uh, extremist code engineer. Yeah, yeah. There's always many opinions on one thing, so yeah, I think it's understandable. And the last one we have here in our game is the ICT abbreviation, so information and communication technology. So ICT, uh, ICT, uh, we are back, uh, back uh, on the online topic. Whatever you like on your tele or whatever you like on your computer, whatever you like on your tablet or phone, that's all ICT. Okay, so if anything to this part, uh, I would love to move to, let's say, last part of our podcast, uh, which is called Best Of or Your Favorite. And I would uh, like to get from you some information to share your, let's say, uh, favorite industry podcast, whatever it is. So, uh, if you can name three medias that uh, that you follow, and you don't have to be uh, industry related. Uh, maybe not media, but uh, I follow the, the engineering teams uh, on Twitter. So, you know, teams like Meta or Google Engineering, uh, these kind of uh, uh, Twitter accounts, which turns uh, that very interesting area topics. Okay, uh, for me, uh, uh, back back in time, I used to uh, follow some some uh, technology YouTube accounts, but it didn't really work for me because uh, I, I realized I, I I don't want to spend my time watching videos. It uh, doesn't work for me. I, I don't have uh, enough patience for for just uh, sitting sitting in front of the computers. I'm I'm following uh, one IT podcast. It's a CZ podcast, which is uh, mainly mainly more uh, development oriented one, but uh, also uh, interesting stuff about uh, cloud technologies. Uh, but but the the only opportunity when I really get to listening to it is during my running. So so uh, I don't really follow much much media. Uh, also, you don't really find me on most of the social networks because uh, I find this. Uh, Kind of boring and unnecessary. But I think that Tomas had uh, have a lot of running. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how, how does it work for you to the running and listening to technical podcasts? Is it is it good something would you recommend? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, I I do long distance running, so I rarely run uh, less than one hour in. in in length, so uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great time when when uh, usually your head is uh, head is free, you're, you're focused, and and uh, you, you can listen to whatever you want. I earlier I listened just to music, but it was a bit boring. So now I I listen to spoken word, and uh, podcasts are a great format for this. Okay, thank you. So uh, uh, do you also uh, let's say can recommend uh, any any events on conferences that. Uh, 
was or are interesting for you and maybe if you think about events do you do you also join any any online as well uh, I definitely prefer physical physical events, physical conferences. But uh, but uh, recently, a, a lot of them moved to to online world, which is not that not that interesting. Uh, something that's uh, that's uh, closely related to my work as uh, as uh, we are operating uh, IBM Power, Power Platform, where where uh, IBM technical universities, uh, which uh, which are uh, which were happening earlier before COVID times uh, in uh, in uh, a lot of uh, destinations around the world, uh, but uh, these were for for some reasons probably discontinued. Uh, great event, great events are the ones which uh, Reddit is uh, running, uh, like uh, smaller conferences, um, mainly product related, uh, often here in Prague. So yeah, I can I can recommend these. I can recommend uh, online Google Next and physically attendee Cisco Live, uh, and uh, from from the security part, uh, Black Hat uh, in London will be uh, Black Hat Europe and part of our colleagues will have presentation there. So that. Yeah, fingers crossed with the, with the presentations for, for your colleague. Uh, so thank you very much, uh, Yuji and Tomashi. It was just great meeting you both, and it was uh, very interesting. Uh, ideas to share with us and, and knowledge. So uh, it, it was discovery for me how your company works and what actually do. So thank you for that. Hopefully see you see you next time. It was, it was a pleasure. Thank you for, for inviting. Thank you too. Thank you. We are Avoji, a leading European cloud partner originally founded in Prague, Czech Republic 25 years ago, but we are a remote first company with the cloud teams around the globe. We provide professional and managed services for our projects on GCP and AWS. We help scaling digital native companies, cloud-ready corporations, and public sector companies to thrive on the cloud. Check our website, remote.com, for more information. And make sure to follow us on SPCSS on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening, and see you next time. Bye.